Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Best of Five show. My name is Elon, and I am joined here, as always, by the person who just subscribed, Ace King. Well, dang, I messed it up. I was going to call you Main Squeeze Offsuit again. Steve Ah, Ace King. The name is dead. The name is dead. Steve Ace King, Main Squeeze Offsuit, Jurek. We're getting close to Halloween. Shit gets resurrected around these times. Ooh, scary. Spooky, scary skeletons. And speaking of spooky, scary skeletons, we're also joined by John Velociraptor Guerrero, the spookiest of the skeletons that I've ever seen. How you? Hey, how thanks, you, man. How you both doing? Have a doing solid well. Week? Excited to do a best of five show. Are you? Yeah. Are you? Yeah. Are you? I'm sticking with it. Okay. That's my story. It's good enough for me. <laughs> so tonight on the show, we're going to talk about the Stadia. It has negative latency, so it knows what you're going to do before you even do it. It'll be great for fighting games. Uh, everybody in Street Fighter V is training for the Olympics. Uh, <laughs> uh, DOA proving that it has reduced the sexuality in their games by a lot. Uh, ono announced some new stuff. Uh, DOA's got some more stuff, like the DOA Pro Tour's got some clinching scenarios. Steve's going to go over those, I believe. Um, uh, I, I wasn't able to get all those together. I, I can just give a brief overview. Okay, Steve is going to give a brief overview of DOA clinching scenarios. GGPO is free, just like the rest of the FGC. Uh, Evo Japan, Smash Ultimate's going to headline, and a bunch of other stuff, including Sam Show shenanigans and all this other stuff. But before we do that, I want everybody to wish John a happy birthday. Everybody start singing with me. Ready? Happy birthday, birthday to, to you. I just wanted a reason to try saying happy, happy birthday, and it was all I hoped it would be. It's not actually John's birthday. Wait, is it your birthday, John? Yes. Okay. See, I was right. I'm no, always right. Not. My birthday's in December. Damn it. <laughs> well, happy early birthday. Uh, before we go through Why the Why do we got to lie to the people? I don't know. I don't know. I'm sticking with it. <laughs> Either way, Steve. That's the theme of the show tonight, just sticking, sticking with, with it. it. I mean, look. As long as we didn't get sucked up by black holes, I think we'll be all right. Okay. Everything's all right. So, Steve, you want to yes. give us – want to hit us with that big old recap? No. Okay. All right. I guess we could just sit here for about 10 minutes. That, that's what happens when you give me the option. Okay. You know, tell me to do the recap. I'll do it. I mean, it's cool. We could just sit here for 10 minutes, and then uh, we'll go over the topics in t- after 10 minutes. You got to stick with it, Steve. You got to stay by your decision. Stick with it. F- fine. We're sticking with it. We're sticking with it. Lean with it. Uh, no, no, no. I'm looking uh, back after. God. Uh, Street Fighter League. Uh, the second half of the U.S. League kicked off this past Thursday. Uh, Team Gale still on top for now, but they suffered another loss, a 3-1 defeat uh, to uh, Team Punk's or in, uh, Punk's You're team right. in Team Punk. It's team it's, punk. It's steampunk, more or less. Steampunk with um, a little JB sprinkled on top, and some Broly legs. Uh, steampunk, but, like the like the period pieces. Sure, let's go with that. Uh, but Inferno with the win over Gale to get back to five hundred. Gale now losers of two in a row after starting four and zero. We'll see if they're uh, 
able to right the ship pretty soon. Uh, we also had Team Psycho picking up their second win of the season with a 3-2 win over Team Spirit. And Team Storm with a 3-2 win over Team Frost to maintain second place tied for the lead in terms of record. Uh, round seven, of course, starting on Thursday. Uh, can get over to the weekend events. We had a couple stops on the Red Bull Conquest Tour, one in Houston and one in Los Angeles. Uh, in, I should, oh boy, <laughs> one per week. One per. Okay. So this is Los Angeles here. <laughs> yeah, I'm assuming the uh, one with all the Los Angeles people is the Los Angeles yeah. one. <laughs> they didn't all move. <laughs> There, there, there's some movement going on, but they did not all move. Uh, this is the Los Angeles qualifier. Pardon my error. Uh, Speed Kicks getting the win in Tekken over Run It Black. Uh, Pinoy holding off Luigi to win the Street Fighter V title. And Red Blade taking over, uh, taking it over Splugy McNoodle. Hell yes, Splugy McNoodle. With, what is up with Eunice names? Why are they so good? Why are they great? Yeah. <laughs> Dude. Splugy McNoodle representing all the Splugies and McNoodles out there, and con con friends, con friend. You know who else has a great name? Who? Steve. Mike, Mike Strikes Back. Mike Strikes Back does have a great name. Wait, 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 wait! Don't clap because I was not prepared for this. There we go. Now we can clap. Thank you, Mike Strikes Back, for striking back for eight months in a row now. Appreciate it. I don't think they're in a row, but it doesn't matter. I still appreciate the sentiment, and I love you. What's next, Steve? Yeah. Are we going to Houston? From Houston? We are We are going to the actual Houston qualifier. Uh, Goigi taking the win in on the Tekken side of things. Dr. Africa getting the win African. over Toy in Street Fighter V. And Trill uh, holding it down in Unist with a win over Rick, whose sponsor I will not mention uh, on verbally. Why not? Why not, Steve? Because you have to I say it. It's it, you made the graphic. You have to say it. <laughs> I don't have to say it. I don't. I don't say half the names I, that appear on the graphics. I'm just not going to say that. Am I going to have to say what, it, Steve? You might have to. Okay. Well, I don't want to. I'm scared. <laughs> uh. So, uh, this weekend, San Francisco gets its turn in the spotlight in the Red Bull Conquest series. So that will continue this weekend. Uh, the big event, though, uh, over the past weekend was Southeast Asia Major. It was part of, obviously, the Capcom Pro Tour and the Asia Regional Final. But it was also a stop on the Dragon Ball Fighters World Tour. Uh, and it was another win Fenrich, win number three on the season, taking it over Bonbabon. Uh, he was pretty much dominant throughout. He dropped a total of two games the entire tournament, uh, going 3-0 over Bonbabon in the grand final. Uh, B and Kazunoko rounding out an all-Japan top four. Yep, and on uh, top three alone, we have reached the quarter for the letter B for the rest of the year. We're out of B's, sorry. We're out, we're out of B's. Sorry, Elena. So with three events remaining on the tour, uh, we can take a look at the standings. Still only two players have officially clinched in Goichi and Fenrich, but Sonic Fox, Dekil Sage, uh, Shanks, and Kazunoko all sitting pretty. Bon Baban now moving into the good side of that qualification line, now in 10th place 
with that strong performance this weekend. So it's going to come down to uh, those last few events, two of which are saga events. And we'll uh, we'll be talking about one of those in particular coming up. Ruh-roh. So uh, the other big pro circuit event there uh, was the Capcom Pro Tour. It was both the premier event and a uh, the regional final for Asia in South in uh, Asia, obviously. It was the Asia final in Asia. I am on a roll today. <laughs> uh, is the curse over? Is the second place curse over? Oh, dang. It just might be. Fudo got the win. Only his second ever, not just second premiere, second ever CPT win uh, in the Street Fighter V era, despite making a dozen grand final appearances. Baker's uh, Baker's done. Yeah. So he takes it over Gachikun in the grand final. Kichi Pamu, another strong performance for him. He's starting to heat up at the right time. Was he using that giant geef? Uh he no, he he, he stuck with the geef he knew. Okay. Luchador geef. He stuck with Luchador geef. He did not bust out the uh massive leg covering half the screen geef. I I, I think that was a mistake, personally. Yeah. He could have gotten the uh, infinite. Man, you know what's crazy? I think in every iteration of Street Fighter that I've seen, there's always been, like, one geef player that, like, comes out of the woodwork. And, and then everybody start, starts complaining about geef. And I guess for this iteration, it's Kichipamu, right? Because, like, a couple seasons ago, or actually even in Street Fighter 4, the Snake Eyes, although Snake Eyes was around way before then, and then uh, Itabashi's Angief, mm-hmm. and now it's Kichipamu. So what the what the well, hell is the deal with Angie? Early to say it's Kichipamu, but you're right. Like, didn't he just make three grand finals? No, but it's close. He he hadn't done anything this year or not grand until finals, Evo. Yeah, he hadn't done anything this year until Evo, where he got top eight at the Evo with Zangief. That alone is amazing. And then he's gotten a third and second in premier events since. Yeah. So I mean, and and right now, it'll, Steve will show you. I think he's just barely on the cutoff line for the CPT or for Capcom Cup. Um, but like to get into Capcom Cup with Zangief exclusively, like that's a thing for sure. That's a thing, right? Like yeah. that that deserves some praise and acknowledgement. So if he can stay on this track for sure. Word. Yeah, let's actually take a look at those global standings. Boom. Uh, and you see Kichipamu. Now he was way way down. Now with this performance, he is on the good side of the cut line. Not by much. He's in that twenty fifth spot. Uh, but he's still he's still got some work to do. But as of right now, he is in. Idom the last man in. JB the first one out. Um, also of note on that left hand side, we're 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 getting down there. Five events left. Uh, three premieres and a super premiere. So, uh, what's the super premiere? That is the North America Regional Final. Oh, that's a so super premiere? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that awards the same amount of points as Evo. So still a lot of moving can be done. So, uh, so there were three super premiere this year? Sorry, I'm yep. Okay. That's crazy. It, it is crazy, but that's how it be sometimes. Yeah, sometimes that's how it do. Uh, you see, you do see uh, eight players have now locked up their spots as well, uh, including four players in the regional final. 
Bonchan, Tokido, Fudo, and Fujimura. And that was important because that impacted what was on the line uh, at the regional final itself. Because if any of those four players won, that that the uh, automatic qualifying spot on, on the line here will go down to the first player who does from Asia who doesn't qualify on global points. And that is, of course, what happened because those four players took the top four spots in the Asia regional final. It was Fujimura at the end of the day who held off Tokido to win the title. Uh, Fudo didn't finish second, still made top three, but no second place curse this weekend at all. Uh, Bonchan in fourth. Uh, Fudo, he had a little bit of a longer day than the rest of the crew. He That's had right. to, I forgot about he had that playoff. And it was, uh, it was, uh, a Travis. Yes. Uh, it was a travesty. Uh, 3-0. <laughs> yeah. I, I was, I'm sorry. No, that was good. That was good. I, I applaud you for that one. You shouldn't applaud me for that one. Too late. Dang. I completely uh, yeah. forgot about that. Uh, yeah. So he was tied with Travis styles, right? And so they had to do that, uh, that, that tiebreaker. Yes. Dang. So. Of note, as of right now, all eight players who are in the regional final or who were in the regional final are on the good side of the qualification line. The lowest person, uh, Nemo and Sien, were the ones right on that border. Um, and they, you know, they could re- could have really got used that win to help solidify things. But uh, can you pull up those global standings again? They're already up, my boy. Okay, so you've got uh, Nemo at 23rd and Sien at 24th. Those two especially uh, would have liked to get that win. Didn't quite work out. They've still got some work to do. Uh, Oil King, not clinched yet, but in strong position, tied for 16th. He would need a lot to go wrong uh, to keep him out at this point. But it's still possible. Word. All right, looking at the rest of uh, what went down at Seam 2019, uh, Kazunoko got the win in Samurai Showdown. Fenrich picked up uh, the Blaze Blue Cross Tag title. Land 94 getting the win in the Tekken Dojo event. And Utoto winning the season-long Asia League Finals for Soul Calibur Six. So congratulations to all of those players. Uh, we had another pro tour in action this weekend. Uh, the Brazil Game Show was host to a premier event on the Mortal Kombat 11 Pro Competition. Uh, big weekend for Tekken Master. He held off Dizzy TT to get uh, the win and further solidify his spot in the top of the rankings. Dizzy TT, very strong weekend for him, strong performance for him as well. Uh, best of the season so far. Uh, you had some players who uh, performed well. Killer Shinnok and uh, Conqueror rounding out that top four. Brazil's got a pretty nice scene. You know, uh, I had a couple people talking to me saying, hey, Brazil, don't be surprised if one of those guys end up winning because uh, there's there's uh, some players in Brazil that get slept on. So, And they had a good showing for themselves, but Tekken Master showing he can uh, get it done when he needs to. And this proves that PC is indeed not the master race because he got 13th. 
No, no, that was that was not good. That was terrible. Yep. So uh, uh, what do what do what does that mean for the pro competition standings there, Steve? Well, with two events left, it means that Tekken Master has officially locked up his spot in Final Combat 2020, along with Foxy Grandpa joining Dragon and Sonic Fox as players who are clinched, as well as Stabs, who got the win in uh, uh, the Mortal Kombat Clash, the Canadian competition. So two events left. Uh, One of them is coming up this weekend uh, if we take a look at what to watch. Um, so obviously Street Fighter League is this weekend, but it's a double dip because we've got the U.S. Street Fighter League on Thursday and then the Japanese version of the Street Fighter League kicks off, uh, with its first two rounds on Thursday and Friday. Uh, as I mentioned for the pro competition, that will be East Coast Throwdown, uh, which is also a ranking event on the CPT, part of the the final event for the before the finals for the DOA six world tour and uh, SNK world championship qualifier. Uh, that full stream schedule is on smash.gg slash ECT 2019. Uh, pretty cool guy made it. So definitely check that out. What's his uh, first name? Uh, his first name is it Maine? sounds it, it might be it's Maine. Maine. It might be. There might be a squeeze in there. Okay. I don't know. Uh, Capcom Pro Tour continues with the uh, European finals and an open premiere at EGX. That is Friday through Sunday. Uh, This Saturday, you also have the San Francisco Scott on the Red Bull Conquest series. And for you Tekken heads out there, Berlin Tekken Clash uh, is a challenger event on the Tekken Tour. Dope. Thanks for that recap there, Steve. Always, always a pleasure. I also... Hold on one second. I managed that was the to... best recap you've ever done. Yeah, I agree. That was great. Let's not get ahead of ourselves here. Uh, okay. While we're so, since you mentioned DOA a couple seconds ago, I, I really want to talk about this. So, DOA has been putting in the efforts to desexualize their games, right? Because that's what their games are known for now. So they've gone ahead mm-hmm. and uh, they're running a campaign that is helping them do do just that. Uh, they just they're about to release. Uh, a lots of lots of content that totally desexualizes every single character in this game, and it's uh, I think it's a very good step forward. Uh, so let's watch this trailer. Bunny suits. Bunny suits are back. Um, for all of the female characters except for Mayan Cool. Why? <laughs> you you have to think it's licensing. But I kind of want to think that SNK, you know, this, the company that put all of its characters in an all-female fighting game and gave uh, my the biggest bounce you ever m- imagined, looked hmm. at this and said, you know what? This is kind of too much. Hmm. I want that to be true so bad. <laughs> oh, the bounceage on this. <laughs> hey, they're trying to remove what? the sexual aspect of their game. <laughs> all right. So... Um, I expected it all to be costumes like from a Christmas story, like onesie bunny costumes, and now that, I'm seeing this. That might be coming. Uh, so there are... Uh, a they are there's a, there's a lot of information going through this trailer. So there's going to be three uh, revival uh, costume sets coming out. This is one of them uh, that is from DOA 5. 
there's two others coming out there. It might be a Christmas one. Who knows? Um, and then in a couple weeks, we'll be getting more information on uh, the season three pack uh, for that game, yeah. which will include a new character at some point. Hell yeah. Keeping those core values up. So it, 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 it's sort of, I mean, this whole conversation kind of underscores the issue that DOA has when it comes to, you know, the fan service, the sexualization. That it's a parody it, of itself at this point? It, 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 it's like every time the game comes out, they have to talk out of both sides of their mouth. They talk to the fan who only cares about the fighter, mm-hmm. who thinks that the sexualization is too much, and tells them, hey, you know what? This is the one. This is the one where you can take it seriously. We're not going to go over the top with the with that stuff. It's all going to be about the fighting and the content. And they do deliver all of that quite well. Um, and then they have to talk to their, you know, a, a good chunk of their fans, which are really into the fan service and, and say, you know what? We're not going to abandon you. We're still going to be the same DOA you, lo- you know and love. And it just, they sort of, they can't play both sides of the fence effectively. I don't know, man. It seems like they're kind of doing it because, I mean, I see 100% what you're saying and I agree with it, but they've been doing this and they continue to be successful. And then our reactions to these things, like to, to their obvious flip-flop and, and such and floppity flops are, uh, is just to kind of laugh and go, yep, DOA is doing it again. And then, you know, we continue to play and, and continue to support. And then I'm not saying we shouldn't, but I'm just saying it's like, they're doing this and it's goofy. And I think in a lot of uh, different instances, people would legitimately be like, Hey, you know, that's messed up and, and what moral or amoral or something, but we don't do that with DOA. We just go, yeah, DOA is doing their signature move again. No bouncy boobies, just kidding. Bouncy boobies. And then everybody's kind of like, well, that's fine. That's good. I'm I'm happy with it either way. So yep. core values. Uh, also, somebody is asking how successful was DOA six uh, in that trailer. I think it showed that they have over a million downloads, right? A million and a half for the uh, core version, which is the free the core version with version. rotating, <laughs> yeah, with rotating uh, free characters. Gotcha. Well, there you go. I mean, that's a shit ton of downloads. You know what I'm saying? Um, speaking. So this was announced at Southeast Asia Majors, yeah. Um. I don't believe it was – I don't remember if it was at Southeast Asia Major or uh, just the timing worked out. Okay. Well, we're going to say that it was uh, announced at Southeast Asia Majors for the sake of this next segue. Um, stick also announced stick, – we're sticking with it. <laughs> also announced at Southeast Asia Majors uh, was Guilty Gear stuff. Let's look at this trailer. And now, something very important to note, uh, right before the weekend came around, I did see that tweet by Arc System Works saying, hey, we're not going to have a teaser at the end of the video just to temper your expectations. Which, you know, I, I really appreciated that. Yeah. You know, I didn't want to have to wake up at 3.30 or remember to look at the trailer right as it happened so mm-hmm. I know what's going on. Not, not to say that I wouldn't watch it anyway, because... It, it's still such a gorgeous game. Yeah, but then they do Is something it... like this, Steve. Wait for it. There it is. No, no, wait, 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 wait. Wait for it. Wait for it. They still... Okay, so they announced that they have four characters available. There. And they still do the Here Comes the Daredevil part. And I'm pretty sure everybody watching was like, wait a minute. Did they just lie to us? And then they just announced that two other characters are going to be playable at the demo. Which is in two weeks, right? Three weeks? No, uh, about weeks. a month. Four weeks. Uh, yeah. Arc, Amer- Arc Revo America. 
mid-November. Yeah. So I thought that was very interesting. <laughs> I was like, hey, just temper your expectation. No teaser. And then it's like, here's a teaser. Ah, just kidding. It's like, teaser mm. of a teaser? Yeah, it's but like a double tease. But the, even though they're not showing off, uh, they didn't tease a new character. They still said, hey, w- this is when you can expect our next bit of info. And it's still, you know, two weeks yeah. away with a simultaneous three, or three weeks, I guess. Yeah, no, it's great. And remember how I said that they were going to announce chips enough at Southeast Asia majors. Technically, I'm still right. It, 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 eh. you sound like my girlfriend when we were in an argument. Technically, I'm still right. <laughs> I am not touching that one with a 10 foot pole. Yeah, I'm sticking I out hope of she it. She doesn't watch the, yeah, I'm sticking out of it. Uh, if everyone could not let my girlfriend know I said that, that would be uh, probably for the best. Everybody take it to Twitter. <laughs> you heard it here first. Uh, at John's girlfriend. <laughs> Don't at her. <laughs> That's her username, too. That, that is her John's handle. John's girlfriend. That her is identity her is completely through me, yes. <laughs> Ooh, that sounds like a healthy relationship. Either way. <laughs> Woo. All right, we're good. Um, I agree. I, I really hope that's her Twitter handle. <laughs> if, I, if it's no not a other reason, if it's not, yeah, she should she should reserve that. Actually, <laughs> let me see if anyone's taken. All right, live on the air, we're sleuthing Twitter for John's girlfriend, literally, not figuratively. Uh, John's girlfriend joined Twitter in uh, February 2016. Hell yeah, she has four followers. Hell yeah. It's not about the size of the followers, Steve. It's about the followers and the size. This is the worst birthday I've ever had. (laughs) What is wrong with us? Speaking of worst birthday ever, uh, Evo Japan announced that Smash Ultimate is going to be the main event. It's not even a fighting (laughs) game event anymore. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) That was the best segue I've ever done. I, I'm I'm sort of you know on one hand I'm surprised uh, because to go from hey you know we're having so many trouble so many problems getting a licensing agreement in place uh, that we can't even run it to hey not only are we running it it's closing the show mm-hmm. for our second biggest event of the year for, from at least Evo's perspective yeah that's that's a big swing yeah and you know what. If people are there to watch it, good. You know, who cares, right? Yeah, and it was actually, if I remember correctly, it was actually announced by Nintendo That's themselves. Pretty That's pretty dope. You know, maybe so, Nintendo, maybe uh, the new uh, evil boss guy, Bowser, is uh, changing up how they think over there. That's the so, guy's actual name. It's Bowser, by the way. It's pretty dope. Yeah, yeah they, 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 uh, they played with that a little bit in the first direct. Yep. But what makes, you know... I know the Smash community has kind of been torn on this because they're happy that to see Nintendo getting, you know, throwing more than a modicum of support behind the game. But this happens to also be the same weekend as Genesis, which Ooh. is one of the big Smash tournaments of the year. So, well, I mean, uh, how much? So, and this is a genuine question, just because I don't know. Uh, how much international travel, aside from the big players we know, like Armada and uh, Mewtwo King and people that I'm naming that don't even play Ultimate, so I'm not really sure why I'm naming them, but how much international travel is there from Asia 
to a Smash tournament in the U.S. Is there a lot? Uh, for an event like this, I know there's typically a good amount. Uh, there, there are quite a few uh, j- top Japanese players where everyone was like, are they going to Evo Japan or are they going to Genesis? And most of them seem to be going to Genesis. Okay. Well, I mean, you know, take your pick, right? It, I feel like having options is never a bad thing. Right. And I also, like, feel, I also feel like Evo now, now knowing this, uh, I feel like Evo putting that as the as the uh, the main event. Now there's now there could be some shenanigans. I'm super interested to see what's going to happen. But yeah, last year for uh, Genesis, they had nearly three thousand attendees overall. Mm-hmm. Uh, the melee tournament had over thirteen hundred and fifty players. Uh, they had almost 675 for Smash Wii U. Uh, you got to imagine that uh, that Ultimate is going to blow those numbers out of the water. Yeah. So it's going to be interesting to see what sort of uh, how that divide plays out this year. Yeah. No, um, I'm excited to see which one Momochi goes to. Because he's obviously the he best could, smasher out there. He could bust out that Ken. Yep. Um. Speaking of other great news, uh, I'm sorry. Was there anything else we needed to talk about Smash? Um, I don't think so. John, any thoughts? No, I, Smash is great. Okay, all hail China. Uh, sorry, I completely just lost track of my brain. Um, oh, uh, here we go. Speaking of party games, let's go to this. Uh, Google Stadia. Ooh, Founders Edition with a controller coming in november why why does it say it's free in 2020 like is google stadia going to be free or is the controller going to be free in 2020 stadia is going to be free oh that's interesting controllers are like a hundred billion dollars but in order to or it's going free in 2020 um you'll get early access uh if you buy the founders edition which includes uh control a special controller I think it's something like 120 for that. 130. Uh, oh, Jesus Christ. So much money. Uh, and they also announced that uh, they are using the Google machine learning to predict how we play video games and therefore are eliminating the need of netcode in general because they know how you play. So you don't even need to play the game anymore, right? <laughs> Sort of. Um, so during er, last week, uh, Maj Bakar, and I know I'm butchering that name and I apologize, uh, who is the vice president of engineering uh, for Stadia, he gave an interview to Edge Magazine. And they talked about uh, where they see the, the, or the platform's online performance going. And he did say, quote, ultimately, we think in a year or two, We'll have games that are running faster and feel more responsive in the cloud than they do locally, regardless of how powerful the local machine is. Uh, he also went on to say that they are going to use something they're calling uh, that they're going to have reverse latency, where in it, it sounds a lot like rollback, where there if there's a problem with the connection there or if there's a lack of information coming in uh they will be able to predict what 
you're going to do. And then when it does give that, uh, when it does reconnect, it will, uh, it'll go with that option. Only if you actually do that though. Right. Like right. it's, it's like, it's prepared. Like I, to my understanding, I'm thinking about playing street fighter five and because we, you know, uh, we've got rollback and whatnot, but like in this system, and I'm I'm trying to figure this out, wrap my head around this myself. So just guess, tell me if this is accurate. But say we're playing online, and then all of a sudden there's some lag. So then this, you know, Google Stadia will be like, okay, so uh, usually John presses Roundhouse at this point. So there's a good chance he's going to press Roundhouse here. So I got the whatever this means, the idea of him pressing Roundhouse ready to go. And if he does it. I have that ready, and then, and then it plays out. But only if you actually do it. Something like that? That that To me, that's what it sounds like. Yeah. It, it's going to be... I, I, I think the idea of it being more responsive than local is pie in the sky. Mm-hmm. Honestly. I, that's an irresponsible... Um, if, it, if, it's, if it's true, and it comes out that way in a year or two then awesome. Maj Bakar and however, I'm sure I've messed it up too. Then you're, you're godlike. But that is a pretty damn irresponsible statement if it doesn't pop out that way because with where, with I mean, and maybe it's because I'm a fighting game player, so playing online is just like hell most of the time. Um, and I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping for the future. I'm trying to temper expectations, but like, yeah, it's going to be really good in a, in, a, in a few years, in the next generation or so, probably. But for him to say this, it's like, it's going to be better than local play. Maybe like I'll keep an open mind, but if it's not, then fuck you, bro. Yeah, I mean, look, uh, if it happens, I'll eat my hat. And since Google can predict the future, they'll know whether I'm going to eat it or not. <laughs> well, that's <laughs> got uh, the scenario ready to go. <laughs> well, that's the other thing because you know we're we're talking about it in terms of online uh, rollback netcode. What if this is something that involves you know like machine learning? like algorithm learning. You know, we, we've seen sort of a little bit of this in, uh, if you remember, uh, not Mortal Kombat, but Killer Instinct. Yeah, with the shadow with mode? The shadow, yeah, where it, you know, it picks up on your tendencies and mm-hmm. creates a character that sort of, that in its estimation, fights like you. So What's the point of playing this, the game then? <laughs> it, well, I wonder if they'll use something like that in order to uh to to utilize this or if it is going to be closer to just straight up uh rollback i feel like all of these claims are great but i also feel like this is something of campaign season and promises season and there's almost no foundation for we the uh you know just the general population that doesn't know a ton about this maybe some people understand it much better than i do i'm sure but I think I represent a lot of people in saying like, okay, I hear this and I have almost no foundation to see how we're going to get from platform A where we currently are to platform B in a year or two with all of this magical stuff. It it, it sounds too good to be true. I guess that's yep. what it all comes down to. It really does. And um, well, I mean, here's the thing. Uh, ultimately, programming wise, here's how a video game works. Uh, there's something called a thread that's a, a process in programming like uh th- that's what they call a process right and it's checking for an input and it runs at 1 17th of a second so every 1 17th of a second it's checking for an input and that's how you get 60 frames per second because by the time it runs 60 times it would have been one second um 
So, like, if they're choosing based on algorithms, which, by the way, like, algorithms are already at work. Like, if you talk to somebody about something, it's going to show up in a Facebook ad later. Like, our Mm -hmm. lives are just based on algorithms at this point. So, doesn't seem too far away from the truth, but what the hell is the point of even playing the game if the game's deciding what you're doing, right? That's a too big of a job. Could you imagine, could you imagine fighting somebody and then being like, okay... Instead of doing what I usually do, I'm going to do X, Y, and Z. And then the game just does it for you. That shit's crazy. The game doesn't do it for you, though. The game just prepares the scenario in the situation where there's lag so that the lag doesn't... In theory, the lag won't hinder what you're actually doing because it's so ready for you to press standing heavy kick or whatever that all you have to do is press that and and it... I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't, I don't want <laughs> but, robots to play my game. But for I me. don't. But 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 the point is, I don't think the robots are playing the game for you. I, I think want... the robots are just ready for all of the possible scenarios or many of the possible scenarios, so that when lag comes in, they're not bogged down by whatever that is, and they're still ready to do all the things that you want to do in the timing that you want to do them. I don't know. But also, it's probably bullshit. Yeah, I'm gonna yeah. go with the BS call on this one. There's a lot we have yet to see i I, i've said it before i don't feel like this is the thing or it's going to be the thing i feel like this could be a thing that leads to the thing the biggest contribution i think this will have is that it will give people an extra option like no uh i you know I would have blocked that if it wasn't for the AI. Yeah, the algorithm. <laughs> but the AI yeah, got hit. I didn't get opened up. Where are we seeing that Like that, that it does these things? We're not. <laughs> without you actually saying to do it. I, don't, I, don't, I haven't seen anywhere where it says that it's going to take over for you. Right. I think it's just ready to do the thing that you're going to maybe do. Well, look, this is a weird claim. Right, and saying something like negative latency. The only way I can think of by negating time is either having a machine do it for you or they found a way to get a time machine, which is also a machine in itself. So really, it's all about the machines. It's Terminator. It's happening. Terminator's in Mortal Kombat 11, yeah. Good segue. (laughs) Yep. Uh, But I think all in all, all we need to do to get this stuff fixed is just have good netcode. Like if we get a decent netcode, I think we'll be all right, right? And that's why GGPO is now free. I don't know if it. I don't know if it's free. It is open source. GGPO is now open source. So that means, uh, well, I think getting the license for it doesn't cost any money, right? Or something. Uh, it's. I'm not sure. I know it's a, available under the MIT license now. Uh, I don't know off the top of my head if that means uh that it's free to use it's free to use for game developers without licensing fees so it's out there for anyone that kind of wants to to use it and there's not that one more hurdle of licensing fees yeah well either way uh so this is something i think we discussed a couple of weeks ago if not months ago where is Excuse me. Is this going to fix the world? Will GGPO save us from eternal damnation? No. Um, of playing yeah. fighting games online. Possibly. No, I know there's uh, Twitter fr- threads from uh, Keats and a couple other people. And the basic uh, thread through all of them has been like, 
GGPO is not the magic fix-all. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. very good as long as games build with that in mind. Right. So don't expect it to be in, you know, don't expect GGPO to be slapped onto Street Fighter Five and everything's going to be honky-dory with that game. Yep. Yeah, because you got to yeah. build around it, right? you got to make it work. Yeah. And the other thing is GGPO, uh, they used it in the update for MKX, right? Mm-hmm. And then I think they use it in Injustice 2, but do they use that in MK11? I think they do. I thought they didn't. Did they not? Does Maybe the chat note. Chat, does, does MK11 use GGPO? Hey, Google. Does Mortal Kombat 11 use GGPO netcode? I'd rather establish a relationship with our viewers, but that's fine. All right, Google Google Assistant is not great. Pulled up an Event they, Hubs article. That's how you know it's bad. Hubs like ads? <laughs> oh my gosh, they do know. They heard you talking about Event Hubs. And then I didn't see this. What I'm saying. It's all about the robots. The algorithms are coming. So so here's what's up. Predictive you know, we searches. Talked, we we talked about you know machine learning. You're giving them all the information you need to know. You're going to be like the top player on. Uh, when uh, Skullgirls comes out for Stadia. Yeah. You're, you're like, day one, you will just shoot up the leaderboards. Yeah, I'm going to play. Your, is, your AI is going to be so well-trained. Yeah, I'm going to play uh, I'm gonna play Big Band, and I'm going to do all those crazy, like, music combos. I actually, like, bought Big Band just to learn how to make the music stuff, and it's crazy how accurate it is because the valve placements are exactly in the real trumpet. It's fucking awesome. So good job to Mike Z and all the crew that did all of that work. Speaking of this next Tuesday, I had to double check that. Next Tuesday, Skullgirls officially comes out on the Switch. Yeah. So now you can take your Skullgirls on the go. If uh, if you if you needed any reassurance that launch party every day is actually every day, mm-hmm. this game keeps going. Yep. So um, also, I know we didn't mention it last week, but uh, Lab Zero launched indivisible Mm -hmm. last week the rpg game yep uh that the rpg game that i access with my pin number you access the Uh, pin number i'm confused now yes because i called it an rpg game oh okay gotcha gotcha okay uh but uh i i will say this i did got to i did get to play like the alpha for indivisible like two years ago i think when they released it for free for everybody that game's pretty fucking dope it like, there's hints of Skullgirls and fighting games in it, which is pretty dope. Because, like, you get to do some pretty cool combos and shit sometimes. Granted, I don't know if that's still in the build because, you know, I played it forever ago and I haven't played the uh, the full release. But I had a blast playing it at the time. So I can only assume it's still a blast to play now. All I know is that you can pet the dog. You can pet the and dog. And that there's a – you can pet the dog. And not only that, you can utilize a move called advanced dog petting. Does it require a meter? I, I think you do have to charge it up. I don't think it necessarily uses meter, although I don't know. I don't play RPGs. It might need meter. I don't know. What's the secret of mana? I don't know. How many how many fantasies can you have before you finally get to the final one? I don't know. <laughs> Is it like uh, Final Destinations too? There's a billion of those. It's never final. They always lie to you. Um, speaking of final, we have the final numbers for Climax at Night. Yes. And let me pull those up. (laughs) I I was not ready to make the segue. 
so this is the there we are. Uh, second annual Climax of Night, the rerun. Uh, this is the French bread-themed tournament series uh, in Atlanta. Uh, registration just closed. They've got over 300 people heading out there for, for French bread. You know, 230 for Eunice, which is amazing. How about 100 for Melty? Hell yeah. 100 for Melty. This is, from what I've heard, the first ever triple-digit tournament for the, for the current version of that game. That's been out for how many years now? Six, seven? Yeah, take that, Melee. So, yeah. Um, you've got you've got over fifty people coming out to play uh, Dengeki Bunko. Dang, that game's still around. I completely forgot about it until just now. Yeah, um, you ain't touching my tiger. That's all I'm saying. With the uh, husbando uh, scrubbing bubbles and sips, it's over. It's over. Scrubbing bubbles and sips. Scrubbing bubbles assist. Ah, uh, man. <laughs> I mean, look, uh, Climax, this is what, the second or third year that Climax of Nights is around? Second. Okay. To get those numbers, like, after two years is goddamn impressive. Especially yeah. for a very niche tournament. <laughs> like, it, it, yeah. It's very niche, but I think that plays into its favor. Because, you know, outside of Unist, which has caught fire, you know, how many of these games have really been in, been at an event, or BB Tag, obviously, Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, a game like Melty, a game like uh, Dengeki, mm-hmm. doesn't really get a big, big chance in the spotlight too often. Yeah, they weren't even an so, Evil, right? Um, I I think they were. They weren't necessarily under the Animevo banner mm-hmm. because it's basically who wants to run it? Do you want to run it under our banner? Yeah, that sort of thing. Gotcha. But you know. That, I feel, is, like, the biggest opportunity out there for tournaments. You have so many tournaments coming out uh, that are multi-game trying to be, like, the 30-game invitation, or not invitation, but the 30-game extravaganza taking place over three days. Mm. You know, I don't think that's necessarily the future. I, I, I think there's too many people going in that direction. I think the biggest opportunity is if you want to do it for your community, for your specific community, Build around that. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're, if you're a French Red fan, build around that. Uh, build like a Climax of Night sort of event. If you're someone who is more combat, you know, look at the success that Vianality has had out in Austria. Yep. You know, they're growing and growing every year. Mm-hmm. I, that's what I think is the next step in terms of tournament growth. Yeah, for sure. Um, also, big thanks to... Uh, Efren. Nobody. Or nobody. But I'm going to say Efren. Thanks, Efren. We appreciate you for thank you 16 for, months. Thank you for taking a cam- uh, break from your presidential campaign yes. to join us. Thank you. Um, also, thank you for being subscribed for 16 months in a row, which is not even <laughs> the largest. <laughs> That's my favorite part. Uh, man. But, you know, Efren's a good friend. So, big ups to Efren. Hope he's doing well over there. I got to see him today. Uh, I helped him find his phone because he lost his phone in his office. And I kind of – I felt like a dad almost because I was like, did you check the last place you were sitting? And he was like, yeah, I'll check again. And then he came back with it. And I was like – Sometimes it's just that fresh yeah, – those fresh eyes, that fresh look. Hell yeah. Uh, you That's know what else do. is getting something fresh? What, Elon? 
Sam Show. Sam Show got a fresh oh. new patch and a fresh new character. And here's a trailer. You are killing it with these segues today. Hey, I've been practicing, all right? Speaking of, oh, wait. Uh, now, th- this intro, I think, is um, unbelievably amazing. When it, when it comes, which should be right after this. Right there. Oh, boy, that looks good. <laughs> anyway, I'm nitpicking it just because I thought that looked really funny. Uh, but I have not had the opportunity to try this character out, but he looks very badass. And here's the super. I like how they're not using blood. Uh, it's like poop. It's just, well, now they're using blood. But before the trailer, just it just looked like brown stuff was getting out of the character, which is pretty crazy. Oh, Samurai Showdown on Nintendo Switch coming this winter. That's cool. Yeah, I so did not notice that. If you're a, a Switch fan, you can play Skullgirls next week. You can play. Uh, you can play Sam Show a couple months after that. You know, you that's all you need. Yeah, just those two games. Yeah, the Switch is going to be man. And you know what? Like, there a lot of people were talking shit about fighting games being on the Switch, but I think it's a good thing, man. You get to take it out. You know, practice while you're on a flight or something. Instead of having to, like, pull out, like, those crazy, like, games briefcases with, like, a tiny-ass monitor. Oh, the games case? Yeah. I have one right here. <laughs> I've never played... I Actually, I've played in one. Once. And it was because I was in a production, and we all had to fight over who was going to play what. Because we were just mm-hmm. sitting around for hours, because that's how productions work. But anyway... Um, as far as uh, Basara goes, yes. I, I have not explored the character at all, but... Justin Wong has, and he's probably a better authority on this uh, than I am. Mm-hmm. And he says that uh, the character is almost top tier. What Pros, does almost top tier mean? Well, he's annoying, godlike projectiles, many amazing anti airs, feints are godlike, command grab is broken as always, damage is high for his archetype, and great SSM for neutral jump spam. The cons can't combo WFT from throw. That's all he says. And then he says, almost top tier. So, that's his quick take. But, hey, Justin Wong usually knows what he's talking about. Yeah. Unless he put unless he puts it on the tier list. Yeah, that is true. Right. Um, I do disagree with a lot of his tier lists. Uh, but, uh, and you know, this is this is the thing. This is what, day, day three of the character? Day two? Day one? Uh, either day way, one. it's day one. So, gotta wait and see. Gotta wait and see. We don't know yet. Although, like, first impression, you know, you never get a second chance to make a first impression. So take that however you will. Um, but all I know is that all the Basara fans over there are going to be training hard uh, for the next tournament. And if he's bad, we get to call him Basura. Yeah. So, hell either yeah. way. But uh, you know who else is going to be training very hard? Who? Don't say Ono. Oh, Every single Street Fighter character, because they now have tracksuits to train for the Olympics. Yay. It's exactly what I've always wanted. Yep. You know what's really funny? I was thinking about this uh, and how uh, I believe, part of me believes they made these costumes so that they wouldn't have any like issues with the like broadcasting of this. Somewhere. Oh, like ESPN? Yeah. Like, part of me believes it's that. But I'm pretty sure that like, there's still, like, boobs everywhere. Well, everyone seems 
you know, zipped up for the most part, except for Poison, who's and Laura Poison, and well, Lauren's not zipped up, but she's, you know, I, 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 and, I, and Chun, I, Chun, just look. I'm gonna zoom in on this because this is kind of funny. Uh, Chun Li, wait, hold it. There we go. Zoom and enhance. Zoom and enhance. Enhance doesn't work that way. Zoom and enhance. I'm enhance. Zooming in. I'm zooming in enhancing. Hold on. Zoom and enhance. There we are. I zoomed in enhanced. Chun Li. Zipped up and great, except for the tits. Same thing same thing with Mika back there. Yeah, and you gotta wonder, these probably will have uh you know the Easter egg and then I imagine that usually just the um the upper layer of top comes off or whatever, so you probably just see like the undershirts or something like yeah. that. Also, I don't know, but... yeah. also, I'm pretty sure uh, Cammy is violating something by showing off that much ankle. The cankles. Yeah, pretty sure that's y'all a violation. Are... I don't know about y'all. All right, I I just don't know about y'all. Look, why don't you know about us all? I don't. I just don't know. Sometimes I just don't know about y'all. Oh, was Ryu showing thighs too? Where's Ryu? Oh no, no he Ryu's wasn't showing, showing thighs, but no. his thighs do look very beefy. I totally did want to look at reused thighs, though. Uh, whoops. Oh, no. I ruined everything. Okay. Well, I broke stuff, so I'm just going to go back to the four shot. Um, but along with these costumes to train for the Olympics, uh, Ono also had uh, an announcement over at Brazil Game Show, like he said he would. Do we do we have, like, anything official to say about it or that he said? Or is it? Like oh, I can, I can, I can tell you what he said. Although it was translated, uh, I think from Portuguese to Japanese, and then this is to English. All right, third-hand uh, information. Says, Let's go. Yeah, you want to see new characters, right? You want new content too. I'm sure that's what you're all thinking. Well, about that. Oh. We're going to have new information to present to you in regards to that at the Capcom Cup North American Finals in November, and at Capcom Cup in December. So, if you could, please just stay patient until then. Okay. We knew that something was coming in November. Mm -hmm. We knew that something was coming in December. Mm -hmm. Uh, They didn't say what. Now we we know that it's something along the lines of characters and content. Mm -hmm. And uh, one of the scary things about that is content, because they go, well, is it new costumes? But I think the simultaneous release or, or reveal of these um, these other costumes, I think that content means something more than costumes. Mm-hmm. And so, and if it's more than that, it's probably something more in the realm of like a balance update or mechanical changes or uh, maybe even new single player modes, but something kind of more worthwhile yeah. um, and that we don't see as often is is what I'm led to believe by this. Now, this is all they've said, so we don't know. But I'm I'm thinking that, well, one, Street Fighter needs it right now, man. Uh, but I think we're going to get some new updates to the game in some pretty significant ways. And, uh, and I'm looking forward to it a lot because I feel like I know I am feeling some fatigue right now. And I think the community is a little bit, too. We're, we're looking forward to new stuff for Street Fighter Five, whatever that's going to be. So hold out for about another month. Um, and at the, uh, the regional finals, we'll see something. And then, of course, at Capcom we'll see, or Capcom Cup, we'll see something as well. When is the regional yeah. finals? When are the regional finals? Uh, November 16th and 17th. So Ooh, November body. 17th. Body. Uh, Death Stranding is coming out three days before that. Nobody's going to want to see it. <laughs> <laughs> see, see John, John here's what you're doing yeah here's what i need you to do i don't get it you need to slow your roll 
You need to slow your roll. I would not expect anything game necessarily game changing beyond maybe a balance patch. Because let's be honest, we're talking about a game that is about to enter its fifth year of life. Mm -hmm. With a brand new console on the horizon, we're almost a year away from that. So that's going to be the the new hotness. I don't expect Capcom to necessarily put all the resources into bringing something absolutely game-changing into a game as old as Street Fighter V. They're still going to... I I do expect a balance change. Um, I do expect the rest, the you know, the winter character pack, but I wouldn't nec- I would definitely temper expectations for what's going to come beyond that. Oh, sure. hey, Mike's here. Hold on. I got to fix it. There we are. Hello. I, I do think... Oh, is he, is he here here? Yeah. Here here. Hey, what's up, Mike? How's it going, y'all? We were just, I don't know if you heard, but we were just talking about uh, that Ono said. I just said, got here. Okay. So Ono said at Brazil Game Show that in November and December, as we knew, stuff is coming for Street Fighter V. He kind of just reiterated that, but he did say you like characters and you like content, right? Well, November and December. So we're kind of trying to figure out what content might be. And uh, and I had said maybe it's something along the lines of a mechanical update, um, mm-hmm. balance changes, something along those lines because I think Street Fighter V definitely needs something for this next to carry it another year or two, however long it is until we get something else. Um, and then Steve was just saying, uh, slow your roll because I don't want to expect anything more than maybe some balance changes. So we're kind of just speculating as to uh, what we might see in November and December. It's a tough one. Yeah. Uh, and, and so, I mean, well, okay. So back to your point, Steve, yeah, but then we also did get. Well, how long before Street Fighter V came out did we get the Ultra update with four or five new characters plus some new mechanics plus game balance? Because that felt like that was like a year and a half, and Capcom was comfortable doing an update that big um, at that point in four. So I still think that it's very possible. I'm, I'm totally with you in that never have too much expectation with this game. It's a good way to just, or with Capcom as far as fighting games go, because it's a good way to get your heart broke. But I, I mean, I'm I'm really hoping because I'm man, I'm pretty fatigued at the game right now. May I say what I think is going to happen? Please, absolutely. Do. And now, the the pieces kind of fell in place for me when they announced that the new PlayStation console is coming out in uh, holiday 2020. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, all of a sudden, it was like, oh, uh, Evo 2015, Capcom Cup 2015. Uh, Street Fighter Five is going to be supported until 2020. That's probably why. Especially because Sony was footing the bill at the time. I think they had originally planned to have Street Fighter Five live out the rest of the days in the PlayStation 4 era and then probably make a new game come and uh, probably announce it at Capcom come next year or some shit. That's what I think might happen. Uh, as far as like what's actually going to get announced, it would not surprise me if this entire time they were working on like a... Uh, a different chapter to story mode or something. But it would also not surprise me if they weren't. Uh, but, like, you know, uh, I think with the release of Poison, Honda, and Lucia, I think, like, there was a slight reinvigoration into the scene as far as, like, people with the wonder, right? Like, the wonder of Street Fighter V. It's like, whoa, look at these new characters. This is crazy. Uh, so I could also see, like, maybe one or two characters coming out again uh, for 
the last season of Street Fighter Five. That those are those are my thoughts. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, for no one, no one wants a new story mode at this point. That would just be uh, like, what is that for the casual gamers? That then this ship is pretty much sailed for them. I think, I think uh, Street Fighter Five at this point is all about esports. It's all about those who are interested in watching the game and uh, and seeing the competitive side of it. Uh, so then there's a lot of different ways to tackle the competitive side of it with what we're talking about. But I um, I don't think it's going to be more like single-player content. That would just be a really ridiculous move for Capcom to make right now. Here's why I disagree with Nobody Wants Story Mode. And is because when they first announced Nikali, they were like, hey, play the story mode and find out what Nikali's about. And then all that they showed in the story mode was that he came from a puddle and is as from the Aztecs land. What does yeah. that have to do with anyone wanting more story mode? What? Wait, can you say that again, Mike? I'm confused as to what your point was. Why would people want more story mode because of that? Yeah, because I want to know more about these characters, man. And there were well, a yeah, lot of questions, but... like, why is Bison's hair white? Yeah. And then the developer said, we'll find out when the story comes out when the game releases, and we never did. But yeah. if you still care about that, you're not a casual player. You're still playing Street Fighter V, or at least following it enough to, you know, be interested in it four years after four years if after. If you watch. care about Nikali's backstory, you have a lot of problems that are outside of the game at this point what is that please ther- ther- therapy session <laughs> hit me with uh, it. i wish i could tell you uh, <laughs> but i'm not i'm not qualified for that i mean so, I, i'll be honest you're not wrong I, I assume characters and some some system i don't know if they're going to add a super two or a v skill two or whatever but that's that's what i'm guessing by content yeah will they now, finally use that code for super two that was revealed I, I, forever ago. Sorry, Steve. Let's, go ahead. let's also remember that you know, not to throw gasoline on the flames of speculation. Oh, but uh, when they promoted the uh, alt- the Capcom Cup with the Japan uh, versus U.S. finals, the Street Fighter League finals, remember they promoted it as two killer events, one ultra weekend. Oh no! So maybe there is something to it. Maybe there is something to read into. I have to go sleuthing for that one. I don't know how you. Okay, so Street Fighter Five right now is Capcom's main and only esports title. And if you read through like the investor relations reports and and like they're all in on esports, like long term, and this is their only game with that. And it's 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 fine. It's doing its job right now. You have Street Fighter League, you have it going to the Olympics, you have the Capcom Pro Tour. Uh, but, like, are you going to get this thing to last another year? And then, yes, the new consoles come out at the end of 2020, but that doesn't mean a new Street Fighter comes out when the consoles release. Probably, like, That's a true. year or so after that. So I'm thinking Street Fighter Six, 2021 at the earliest, which would mean that save for like, you know, if maybe you get another Marvel versus Capcom or something like that. But if that doesn't happen, you got to ride the Street Fighter Five wave for, like, I'm thinking two more years at least. And if that's the case, you need a lot. You need something like a super update, something to keep people interested because we're barely hanging on right now. I am interested to see because I don't think it's a good idea. And I think it's obviously not a good idea to have your esports title be a console generation behind. So I don't know if they want to release SF5 PS5 edition or if they want to have a game ready for sometime soon after it comes out, 
but it's hard for me to believe that they would release something in December, have nothing ready for the PS5 for a year. Well, I, I say it's hard for me to believe. It's easy for me to believe, but it's hard for me to accept <laughs> that they would do that. So I think they've got to figure out something as far as a PS5 or PC eSport FGC title if they want that to be their thing. Because it's just ex- expecting it to be on PS4 and expecting you know your sponsors to want to help with events. And Sony, who's been a big boon to Capcom in the past, help with events seems crazy to me. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, th- those events are going to run anyway. Everyone all still has the PS4s. They're still going to be replaceable for the ones that sure. But Sony, Sony sponsored Evo or whatever for SF5 and like monopolized fighting games when the PS4 came out. Uh, you're not going to get that support if you stay on PS4. Well, you when did can... PS4 drop? Uh, 2016. No, no. 20. I got November 15th, 2013 13, in North 13. America. Yes, 13. So. We had PS4, and I don't know if this is this is a counter at all to Donka's point because you had a few things in there. But like, I mean, PS4 was around for a while, and we were still playing. I guess they updated Street Fighter 4 to be on the PS4. Did, were we playing it on the PS4? Did we stick with the no, Xbox we weren't 360? Playing on, no, and I think it was kind of an issue for them for a while because the port was so bad. Though it was meant to be played on the PS4, and then Evo went back and said no because that's yeah. way too screwed up, and uh, and they went back to the 360. But the plan was to play on PS4, so I think your point does hold some water. They did move to the PS4 later, right? Like once PlayStation started sponsoring stuff, I think the last year Capcom Cup was on PlayStation 4. Am I wrong? It might have been. I don't. Yeah, I think it was. I vaguely remember. I think you're right about that. I vaguely remember. I think it was a mistake then. I think it'd be a mistake now to stay behind. I mean, I think it's a mistake to do console esports in general, but here we are. Yep. Um, and I hope they do something to keep up with it. And if that's SF, I mean, I've said that I want SF6 sooner rather than later. Yeah. But if it's SF5, PS5 edition, then so be it. But staggering. SF5 PS4 Ultra Edition right before PS5 seems like a mistake to me. Do you guys think that uh, Street Fighter V, as it exists with with the addition of a few new characters and then another balance patch would last, would keep the attention of the players and the the community for another year or two? Or does it have to have some kind of big Depends on what you mean. I think that pro Japanese players will play until until the next game. Sure. But I mean, will the you... community in general like is that enough to keep the people interested in the pro tour and to keep people playing at home? Good question. If you're still playing, you know, if they're throwing up pro tour support in 2020, and you're still playing Street Fighter Five and still following Street Fighter Five in 2019, I don't see a whole lot of attrition going from. I agree. I don't point. think much will fall off. Yeah. Yeah. I, I I think if you're at the point where you're getting tired of Street Fighter Five, you probably fallen off that train already mm-hmm. i don't think this is going to be the straw that breaks that camel's back yeah well i mean it's like it's what we were saying like a couple of seasons ago right where everybody seemingly hated street fighter 5 and everybody was claiming that everybody was only playing street fighter 5 because capcom had the capcom pro tour and had the money for it money but yeah. uh it seems like people are actually like enjoying the game now 
Like whether it's don't, stale or not, like I don't know. You'd have to ask people individually, but it seems like people are having fun playing and watching. I'm having more fun watching than playing, to be honest. I think I never it's more of a watching a thing. thing, and I think it's been designed to be a watching thing. But then you have, like I said, Street Fighter League, and now we're going to the Olympics and the Pro Tour, and those are those are holding water. But like when a lot of people think of like going and playing online, you know, uh, it's like uh, I don't know. I just and, and I see the negative comments because it's fun to say negative comments on social media and event hubs and things like that. So I got to take that into account when I'm trying to analyze this and getting an idea of what the community in general is saying. But I know in my personal scene here, it's like, yeah, people are like, I guess I'll play five. You know, I'll, I'm there. But it's not it's, it's becoming less and less the main game. Uh, other games are surpassing it and in like tournament order and, and such. And I do feel like there's people are feeling fatigue and it's falling off and that they're more willing to watch than they are to play. But how long does that last if they're not playing it simultaneously? I don't know. There's a lot of, there's a lot of question marks that go with it. I, I, I did want to touch on one thing you were talking about earlier, Mike, about how, you know, street or Capcom's expecting or Sony support for the FGC. Um, I don't think they really have to work as hard to get it this time around as they did last time. You have to right, uh, yeah. Because with the Street Fighter or with Cap or with Capcom Pro Tour, with the PS5 being backwards compatible, then a lot of these games that are coming out uh, are going to have that you know built in lean towards the PS5 anyway. Yeah, that's true. And you know it, it remains to be seen what we what the Scarlet does to corner the fgc but i don't necessarily hold my breath for that yeah i mean look uh like console exclusivity kind of killed killer instinct didn't it it didn't do it any favors and and the fact that well it was on the wrong console was, right yeah, was the the, and, the, and that's why five but but the point over yeah but the point of killer instinct wasn't to make killer instinct as big as possible microsoft was using killer instinct to make the xbox one as big as possible mm-hmm. so it served that purpose yeah it did like for the longest time it was like the most downloaded game on there right like the first year or so of the xbox one i Probably. i don't remember i that sounds right but i have no idea yeah no and i, I always remember thinking man like if uh, i really did want to play killer instinct but i didn't have an xbox so like didn't play it and he didn't have a reason to have an xbox outside of maybe i want to play killer instinct and that wasn't enough for a lot of people to get an xbox so i don't know if that really did achieve what they wanted it to achieve i mean i'm sure it helped towards the goal but yeah the other thing that kind of killed it for me personally too and this is all me personally like i don't know if it applies to anybody else but uh, i started playing it when it came out on pc and i was having a blast then i went to a tournament and didn't have an xbox stick I was like, yeah, the yeah. Xbox thing was was a problem for sure. And stick wise, I mean, people didn't. It wasn't like the PS3 Xbox thing where people were dual modding. Like being on Xbox One was a huge a huge issue. Stick yeah. wise, controller wise, etc. So I just so, hope that they treat whatever happens in the next generation like how they're treating them now, where everything is cross play at least with Steam or with PC in some form or another, because I think that kind of helps tie everybody together in a small minute way do we have more topics after this or can we hang on this for a little bit uh we can hang i'm down okay. to chill we can stick with saying, it mike i just feel like i don't want them to go too far down the like this is a spectator sport realm yep mm-hmm. i like when it's a 
this is a great option and we have options. I mean, I, I talk about it all the time, but a lot of the PC games at this point have, you know, like in-game spectator clients and they have rewards for watching the games in the client. And then you get rewards, you get costumes in the game. I think that's awesome. But you need, for that to work, you need people to want to play the game and get mm-hmm. the skins in the first place. Yep. So I hope the updates are, frequent i know like the fgc has gone through a long time of patches are bad and there are some people who like playing the same game for you know 11 years and that's awesome and i think those games will continue to thrive but i don't think that's the future of of these games yeah and i think we're going to need to get used to it if we want money and fame and people being able to make a career in top eight out of this you're going to need to get used to patching because that's what Mm -hmm. that's what the kids are used to yeah. They're also getting used to losing their game in a black hole for 38 hours. That's true. Uh, but one thing... Can you one explain thing, what that... I guess we don't need to talk uh, about that. Uh, all it is is Fortnite uh, ended their season with the entire game getting sucked into a black hole. Like, legit, if you were playing at the time the season ended, like, a giant rocket came and it blew up the entire map and the game was just... Every time you opened the game, you just saw a black hole for 38 hours. It's really yeah. cool how they did that. I super appreciated that because it helped build a hype for the new chapter or whatever that got released today. Um, but it was also very funny watching everybody lose their minds, being like, I can't play Fortnite now. Oh, no. Um, but one one point I did want to bring back up, um, I think switching to PC would be an enormous thing for the FGC. But uh, I think we've tried it, and it's just not conducive to the type of game we play, right? Just because everybody has their own peripherals and everybody – like, I think I remember – It's not conducive because we half-ass it. Yeah, I think we could do it right. We yeah. just have to do it right. Yeah, because I remember the biggest issue being uh, when we when Wednesday Night Fights had it uh, in in that like like when it first started happening, like they got sponsored by Alienware and they had Alienware PCs, and there was such a big issue with people plugging their sticks, and some sticks worked, some sticks I feel like didn't. Because it's a console game that they ported badly to the PC, I feel yeah. like that can be fixed by developing a game. I'm not like it doesn't have to be. I think it should be, mm-hmm. but no, I, I don't disagree with you. If, I'm saying if they're going to make a, if they want console esports and the PS5 is coming out next year, they should think about it. Yeah, you know, they should think about what the PS5 can do for them, mm-hmm. um, as opposed to trying to stick with this for a million years. Yeah, no, you're not wrong. Uh, but the PlayStation Five does have you can alter how hard you have to press the trigger for stuff. So you know, that'd be great. Can go back to the SF one days. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that'd be awesome. <laughs> Honestly, I feel like if they just market SF six as like the game that's SF two, like people will like it, whether that's true or not. Mm-hmm. And so I hope they do that. Yeah. Oh, and another point too uh, that you brought up about uh, about spectating. Uh, I think the what's the uh, Borderlands three knocked it out of the park when it comes to like spectating and stuff. Uh, before I go on, D. Yeah, the answer. The answer. Thank you for Congrats subscribing. Congrats, the answer to your third place at Red Bull. Yeah. Uh, the toy. Is Very the impressive. Is the answer a Fang player? Yes. Yep. Okay, yes. I remembered one. stuff. Um, but uh, Borderlands 3 did something that I had not seen in any other game until they did it. Uh, and it's whenever you're watching somebody else stream it, whenever they open like a rare chest, you can earn some of the items that that person got just by watching and then you could have that in your game right so i think something like that for street fighter would be fucking awesome if they could like find a way of like 
you know what? You know what? Here, I just got this idea. And I don't know if this idea has been brought up before and if I'm just, like, having deja vu or not. But, like, a way to earn fight money by watching a tournament? Yeah, yeah. It's in every other game. Like, stuff like that is great. Yeah. I feel like... it's circular. Yeah. They, people, people stay on their client to watch it. And then they get a skin. And because they got a new skin, they play a match with the skin. Mm-hmm. And because they played a match with the skin, they care about getting more skin. So they watch more and they play more. It's yep. a great system. It works great. And it's like, it doesn't really feel like you're getting nickel and dime if you're getting it for free, even if you are getting nickel and dime. Yeah, because so, you're sitting through the ads. So, I mean, it's it's one of those systems that has become a, you know, multi, multi-billion dollar industry. So They, they did up. that with Street Fighter V on, uh, I don't remember the exact streaming platform. They've tried. Switched. They've done some. They've done some stuff along. Yeah, it was like a year or two in the Capcom Pro Tour. You could answer little trivia questions, and yeah. there were like these little achievements that would get you fight money if you watched. I think it was fight money. Yeah, but they, I, think I mean, they've had that, and they've had M- MK has done like basically the they had like Sub Zero skins that give you money. Uh, SF Five has the combat pass or not combat pass the CPT pass. Yeah, mm-hmm. but they've always kind of done it on a small scale. Mm-hmm. And they still sell thirty-year-old skins for five dollars. Yeah, you know. So I just hope they they keep going. Yeah, no, and that's definitely an avenue that I think they can explore to help boost everybody. It's encouraging that just even as we sit here and kind of go through it off the top of our heads, there are so many different potential places and so many avenues where they could level up either that they haven't done it or that just something has emerged in recent times that you can see them taking advantage of and, and implementing into their game and their experience. I don't know what all we'll get. It's been Capcom, and in, in recent years, the expectations uh, that, that they've been our enemies. But I think that there's a lot of potential, and I'm really looking forward to seeing what comes out of it. I think that Capcom, as much crap as we give them, has been learning, has been changing. <laughs> I hope has been changing in the way they approach their their fighting games and and I think that there really could be something good that comes out of this. I think that we can see all the pins set up and we'll see how many of them Capcom knocks down. But the fact that they're there is good. I I, I want to jump in, but not on this. I've got a little bit of breaking news. Uh oh, breaking news. Uh oh, you heard it here first. So registration for the Dragon Ball Fighters World Tour japan saga has been taken down oh shit you cannot register for that event at this time uh this was one of the topics we were going to talk about uh but uh the japan saga if you have not been following registration opened uh, a couple days ago uh there were a couple of segments uh, or a couple of uh things about it that set people off the wrong way the most prominent one was the cap player cap yep one it was capped to 128 players um if the if more than that signed up and they were either beyond that already or were getting close to that there would be a random draw uh for players to see who actually got to compete at the event that that's mm. so and then another aspect that got uh blown up by majin obama uh, within the last 24 hours is that they had a mi- uh, play uh, age minimum. You had to be at least 18 years old to compete. 
Well, that's uh, an issue in the FGC, yeah. That's yep. an issue, uh, especially in the Japan uh, scene, because you've got a couple of... You've got quite a few players under the age of 18, including uh, Taco and uh, Tsuyoshi, were very, very strong. Mm -hmm. And now they wouldn't be able to enter the only event in their home country. We have several EVO champions who would never have that rule, I can tell you that. Yep. Yeah. I know that there's just as many in Japan. Yeah. Man, so, yeah. So registration as of right now is down. Um, the, uh, webpage for that is, appears to be down as well. Uh, I'm, it was originally linked on the, um, Dragon Ball Fighters World Tour, tour page. You can no longer access that now. So we will see if any of that changes. That's crazy. Man, like, mm, a random drawing to get in a tournament? Damn. Well, to be fair, that is not unheard of in Japan. Right. You know, Tokyo Game Show is like that. Um, yeah. Right. For we're, a while. Especially uh, for an event like this, this is a one-day tournament. Yeah. Uh, when did so they do you, that drawing, though? Uh, it was not – I did not see a date on the uh, list or okay. on the rules list that I saw. But, you know, it's it's very difficult to – if you don't have the ability to run like a 300 person tournament, yeah. you have two options. You either do what final round chose to do back in 2016, where you try it anyway and hope for the best. And usually <laughs> it doesn't work out. Um, yep. Or you, you do what a lot of other Japanese and say, Hey, there's a cap. This is how much we can do. Mm -hmm. It's either first come or first, first serve or a lottery. And you kind of roll with that. Yeah, I just wish that that wasn't the case for n not just a premier event on this circuit, but the only event in Japan. It can't be a lottery in a serious pro tour. I mean, it just can't. Like, I mean, I mean, I guess it can, but it shouldn't be. Yeah, like, man, so... could you imagine a situation where you have a player who's one point away from qualifying and they don't yeah, get in the lottery? Locked out. Fuck, dude. <laughs> Holy shit, I would be that so would pissed. Great. I would quit life. Or I would quit, like, FGC, for sure. I don't know why I said life. Uh, but yeah, that, I mean, that's a tough situation, and I think at least they're doing what they can. I don't I don't know if I necessarily agree with it, but, you know, you do, you do what you can with what you got. Right? Well, this is... I'm thinking more about Capcom and Street Fighter again. Mm -hmm. But this is the first year, 2019... Since I've been in the scene, where Street Fighter was not obviously, and I think at this point obviously is not the top dog, mm -hmm. there is not a city at this point left. I don't think where the Tekken local isn't bigger than the Street Fighter one currently, and I think there's a lot of cities where the unit local is bigger than the Street Fighter one. No, I'm not saying all of them, but I'm saying that's that's true in several places. It's certainly true in Austin. And how they react to that is going to be a big Because they've been Street Fighter, and that was what mattered for a long time. Mm -hmm. Street Fighter was what drew the Lupe fiascos to SF5, and it's what drew the old players back. And it's the game that people came back to when they were bored of playing their other games. And it does not have that necessary spot anymore. So 
they've got to rest on on being the game that people are playing in. Yeah. And not just being Street Fighter. Yeah. I mean, so. I I think I think the whole Street Fighter 5 experience has been a good wake-up call for Capcom in that aspect though. I, yeah, I, I mean, it has I'm, to be. yeah, I'm optimistic so. in thinking that. And I hope I'm not the only one that thinks that. And I don't think I am to a degree. Maybe Amezi still agrees with me if he's if he's still. I don't know if we mentioned it, but Amezi's actually going to be at the North America Regional Final. Oh, right, he got sponsored by uh, Reddit Street Fighter. Our right? Street Fighter, yeah, yeah. yeah he... So he he's going to be at a tournament. We get to face reveal is happening apparently. Hell yeah! Even though he's he's played at tournaments before, but this is like maybe he's got had plastic surgery. Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> And maybe maybe did, it's like, you know, he has an alter ego, kind of like Bray Wyatt and The Fiend. Man, watch. The, if he wins the super premiere, everybody's going to be like shitting their pants. That would be the greatest story ever. <laughs> it would be. That would be. That would be unbelievable. I, I, I don't want to say I would go out streaking because I want to say something I would actually do. But I will go out. I'll run down. I'll, 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 make sure right sure. Now. I'll do it, and I'll give everyone in chat right now 100 bucks. How about that? Okay. Give him as he wins Super Premier. So 1,490 bucks on the line. You heard it here first. Let's do it. And, uh, I'm in the st- chat. Yeah, and Steve, if you're if you're worried about streaking, just drink yourself some window cleaner. It prevents streaking. Uh, and oh. that with that terrible joke. Wait, what, what tournament was it again? Uh, uh, the, the North CPT, America Regional Final. Okay, yeah, you're Regional fine. You're fine. Super yeah, Premier. <laughs> yeah, you're fine. Yeah. So, with all of that, that has been our show this week for Best of Five. Uh, I have been Elon. This is Michael Donka Schiller, uh, attorney by day, uh, oh, yeah. panel member by night. Well, a, a law school student by day, soon to be lawyer by day. FGC badass by night. Uh, that's been John Velociraptor Guerrero, aka the person who hacked my phone to make Google search an Event Hub's article. Uh, and all the way at the end is Steve Main Squeeze Offsuit Jerk. He's got all the deets you need. And uh, well. am I missing Juked. anything else? Uh, I I am partnered with Juked. Now. That's right. Our boy got sponsored. And yeah, not sponsored. I'm doing work with uh, Juked, which is a website that hopes to be kind of like a res- repository for all things esports. Um, you go there. We've got Street Fighter. We've got Tekken. We've got Mortal Kombat. You can go there. You'll see what major events are coming up. You can set an alarm to know when it's going to happen so you don't miss it. Um, there's other esports going on there, too, so you can see what's live, what's coming up. It's pretty cool. I'm really excited about it. Uh, awesome. It just went into open beta, so if you go to on.juked.gg, you can uh, check it out. Drop the link in the chat, will you? And it's free. Drop the link in the chat. Uh, Mike, were you going to say is... something? No. Okay, cool. So that's been our show. Uh, we're going to go raid uh, Ultra Chen, so make sure to tell uh, tell them we all said hello. And you have to separate. You have to say all of our names and then separate them by commas because uh, that's how it works. So thanks, everybody, for watching. I'm going to turn this stream off now. We'll catch you all next week. Don't be don't be doing things we wouldn't do. Goodbye. Bye, Canada. Love you. Bye.